Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning we want to continue on the, this line of fellowship so that we can obtain some more keys. Um, so that we can experience Christ who is both the fulfillment and the reality of the Jubilee. You know, yesterday uh, when Brother Tom was just reading through these verses in, um, in Acts 26, um, I was just amazed, amazed by what the Lord's appearing can do. Um, in my Bible reading, actually, just, just purely by coincidence, I was in the book of Acts, and I had just read chapter 8 and chapter 9 uh, last Saturday. Um, and I came across these two verses, um, which uh, Luke had very choice words in his description of Paul before his, um, before his conversion. So I'll just read these verses to you. Uh, chapter 8, verse 3. Here it says, But Saul was devastating the church, entering house after house, and dragging off men and women. He delivered them to prison. Can you imagine our apostle Paul? He was such a person. He devastated the church. But not just that. He was a rude person. <laughs> he just went into people's house. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe just a family, you know, having dinner together. They were praying, thanking the Lord for the food. And he just dragged them and threw them into prison. And then, um, and then chapter 9, verse 1. Here's uh, Saul, still breathing, threatening, and murder against the disciples of the Lord. So that, that's the kind of person he was. Breathing, you know. <laughs> he was breathing, threatening. So when the, when, when the disciples, when the de believers saw him, just he was has this kind of persona, he was threatening. And also, it says, breathing murder. I don't even know what that looks like, but it must be very scary, you know? But, praise the Lord. The Lord had mercy on him. On his road uh, to Damascus, it says, the lie shined, you know? And uh, he saw the light, even though his physical eyes were, he became blind physically, but inwardly, it says, he, uh, his eyes were open. So, anyways, so we need to pray the Lord will open our eyes. We really need to pray, even this morning, as you're listening, I hope that there will be some Inwardly, there will be some transaction, some prayer, offering to the Lord. Lord, open my eyes. I need your appearing. So let's come to message two. This is uh, page 15. How about let's all read the title together. Turning from darkness to light. Let's read it again. 
Praise the Lord. Um, for sure, we need to be the ones who are turning others from light, from darkness to light. Also, we need to be ones who are helping others to be transferred from the authority of Satan to God. But before we can do that, we, we need to experience a transfer from darkness to light and from the authority of Satan to God. Um, so let's read uh, uh, Roman 1 together. In the Jubilee... So here, uh, please notice that it doesn't say we turn, but rather it says we are turned. I, um, it, was, it was quite interesting to me, just the construction of it, you know. So what's the difference? You know, the difference is that in the first case, if we say we turn, we're the one um, initiating the action. We're the ones exerting some effort to turn. But when you say, we are turned, that means someone else turned us. Someone else helped us to turn. So we're the beneficiaries of someone's action, someone else's action. So uh, I was just thinking in Luke 15, you know, there are three parables. Uh, probably we're uh, most familiar with the last one, you know, the story about the prodigal son. Um, but in order to fully appreciate this, um, this parable, we really need the first two stories as well. Um, in the story of the prodigal son, what did it say? It says, he came to his senses. Um, do you really think that uh, by himself he could come to that realization? Um, he could come to his senses? No, it was really the spirit working, sweeping in his heart, operating in his environment so that he would come to his senses. Um, also, I was just thinking, you know, he probably received a sizable inheritance from his father, you know, but somehow he was able to squander it all, you know. How, how did that happen? Again, I would say it's a spirit working behind the scenes to, to cause him to be poor. And then the story goes on. It says... Um, uh, after he came to his senses, he, uh, he turned. He began to, uh, to uh, embark on this journey home. Must be a long journey. Um, where do you think he got the strength to, to, to go home? Well, it's the shepherding Christ. Shepherding this uh, good shepherd in the first story that carried him home. So all in all, I guess my point is, you know, God gives all the credit. Brothers and sisters, we need to thank the Lord. Lord, thank you. It's because of you. 
because of your inward working in me that I am here today. Um, of course, uh, we know that the triune God doesn't work unilaterally. He also needs some human agents, you know. So even in, the, in that story, um, uh, the third story, the story of the prodigal son, you know, the father God, you know, um, had um, some servants there helping him. So I was just thinking maybe, you know, between your walk uh, after this session, on the way to lunch, you can make us some phone calls. Maybe you need to make a phone call to your mom and dad and just tell them thank you. Thank you for your prayer, you know. And maybe you should call your serving ones. Tell them thank you for helping me to, to be here, to uh, spend this week right here, you know, with the saints. So it's not a small thing, you know, uh, that we are turned. We really need the Lord's mercy. Amen. So the next uh, few points um, are um, somewhat definitional. Um, it helps us, it lays a good foundation to get to Roman 2, which actually are the keys. But we have to get through Roman 1 before we can get to Roman 2. Okay, how about the brothers read capital A together? Amen. So to turn, it's a transfer. It's a transfer from one realm to the other. Um, in 1 John 1, 7, here it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from every sin. Um, he is in the light. If we want to have fellowship with him, we also have to be in this realm called light. You know, sometimes, I don't know about you, um, sometimes I'm, I just sense that I'm all alone here. <laughs> Where's the Lord? Well, uh, well, the Lord is not here. The Lord is in another realm. So it's important for me to pray at that moment. Lord, I don't want to be here by myself in darkness. I want to be where you are. So saints, if you want to have fellowship with the Lord, you need to pray, Lord, transfer me right now. Transfer me into the realm that you are in. So if we don't have this kind of exercise and prayer to the Lord, we will remain in darkness. So it's important. It's a transfer of realms. So it's to turn. It's not just kind of 
remain in your space and you make a turn, okay? But it's a, it's a transfer of, uh, of realms. Now, the next point says, darkness is a sign of sin and death. And light, it's a sign of righteousness and uh, life. Darkness is a sign of sin and death. So you we are touched by sin. Uh, you are touching death. Right away, we will be in the realm of darkness. Of course, um, if we assume that only the things that are demonic, evil, um, or immoral are, uh, will, will, will imprison us in darkness, uh, actually, that's too narrow of an understanding. Um, when you go to the book of Colossians, uh, you'll realize there, actually, Paul also talks about the transferring of realms. And uh, there, in that book, all the things he, he talked about are not sinful things, immoral things, evil things. Actually, in that book, he touched a lot of things related to religion. A lot of things related to our culture and a lot of things related to our philosophy. Because all these things can replace Christ. When we touch these things, these things will bring us into the realm of darkness. So we need to be very vigilant. We need to ask the Lord, what are these things that are controlling me? You know, they are keeping me in the realm of darkness. And then the next point says, darkness is the authority of Satan. Whenever we are in darkness, we are under the Satan's authority. So darkness is not just a realm uh, that Satan operates. It's actually... It's also, this is a sphere in which he rules. So that's why when we are in darkness, sometimes we feel that actually if you have some, some realization, you will sense that actually you are not controlling your action. Someone else is, is causing you to say things that you don't want to say. Someone else is uh, directing the way you live. Um, here, I, I was just, I actually was helped by uh, some of the full-timers as we were having some fellowship. Um, just this matter of philosophy. Um, I guess this brother looked it up, the definition. It says, uh, philosophy is a set of ideas about how we live and also about how we should, should, uh, should do things. And uh, so, so whatever um, kind of particular philosophy you subscribe to, we will live by that philosophy. Um, anyway, just some examples. Um, these days, um, 
you know, social media is, uh, is quite popular, you know. About a year and a half, I, I signed up for, for Instagram. And uh, <laughs> so right away, you know, I got a lot of followings. And I was quite happy about that, you know. And then uh, uh, a college student brother just pulled me aside. He said, you know, uh, well, you know, you need to know how, what, what kind of things you, you, you post on, online because there's certain kind of shots, certain kind of comments you put on, on Instagram, you will get more likes, you know? So right after that tutorial, I, I just realized, whoa, I, you know, I start, you know, just considering, you know, just, I had to be very conscious about the pictures I, I was going to take, you know, because I want to get the likes, you know. And um, so just right there is a kind of philosophy, Instagram philosophy, that kind of controlled the way I was living, you know. So anyway, so that's one example. And also, of course, the way we dress, you know, it's also a kind of philosophy, because, you know, based on uh, kind of that, uh, we can emulate, you know, that, you know, whatever. And uh, we dress certain ways. And when we dress certain ways, we also behave certain ways. And uh, also, I was just thinking, also, perhaps we can be directed by our past experiences, uh, even maybe good experiences of the Lord. Uh, just, um, just recently, uh, maybe because of the training, I was just considering Moses' experience, you know, with the children of Israel. They were thirsty, and they needed water to drink. So the first time around, uh, he went to the Lord, and uh, the Lord instructed him to strike the rock, and out came water. But then, the second time around, uh, he didn't check with the Lord. Uh, he was, he relied on his past experience. Just right there, he, uh, well, last time in, this, in the same situation, I did this. God told me to do this. Therefore, I'm going to do the same thing. So, of course, that was the wrong thing to do, right? He misrepresented God. In fact, um, that action cost him the entrance into the good land. So, brothers and sisters, we have to be very careful. Really, we have to be careful not to be guided or controlled, even by our old experiences of Christ. Every step we take, we need to have that living conversation with the Lord. Lord, what are you doing right now? And please be grace to me. Supply me so I can follow you step by step. So, so when we do that, 
we will not be under the control of the authority of Satan. When we talk about the authority, we are talking about control. Okay, so there are just two realms. The realm of darkness and also the realm of light. The realm of uh, Satan and also the realm where God operates. So there's no third realm. Okay, so sometimes, you know, you may want to declare neutrality. Okay, I'll just... I'll just do what I want to do, you know? Well, even in that, you are under the control of the self, which is influenced by Satan. So, okay, I'll just, I'll just say that much. How about the sisters, read A under 2 there. Brothers B. Amen. So the whole world is a system set up by Satan to usurp us, to usurp us. Um, um, and there are just a lot of things that can usurp us. From where I'm from, you know, getting good grades is such a usurpation. You know, a lot of young brothers and sisters, you know, they're just driven, driven by that desire to get straight A's, you know. Unless I get those straight A's, I will not come to the meeting. Because I, there, there are a lot of good reasons. Well, my character needs to be trained. I need to increase my capacity so eventually I can serve the Lord. You know, all kinds of reasons. But behind it all is actually the enemy operating, controlling, the, our thoughts, our thinking. So we need to be very exercised, even when it comes to things that, that appear to be good. We need to ask the Lord, are you studying right now? Are you doing this right now? Okay, so pray much, pray much. Okay, the next point is positive. Okay, it says, light is God himself. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's all declare that again. Light is God himself. Light is God himself. Therefore, when we are in the light, we are in God. When we are, what does it say? When we are in the light, we are in God. It's so good to be in the light. You know, when you are in darkness, it just, um, if it's total darkness, you, you can't even move because you don't know what's ahead of you. Have you ever been in that situation? You just don't know what the, where the next step should be. Well, that's because you are in darkness. So right away, again, pray. Pray, Lord, transfer me into you because you are light. Okay, four says, just as Satan and darkness are one, so God and light are one. Five, to be transferred to God is to be transferred 
to the authority to God, which is God's kingdom belonging to light. Hallelujah. Formerly, six, we were in darkness and under the authority of Satan, but we have been transferred out of darkness and the authority of Satan into light and God. So Saul was a person. He was in darkness. And because of that darkness, he was driven, driven to do horrible things. As I mentioned, you know, he entered house after house, just dragging people out into, into prison, you know. He was breathing murder. So uh, we may not murder anybody physically, but it's very possible, you know, that because we are under the control of Satan, we may do some of these things to others. We don't even know, thinking that we are right. Um, so, Lord, may the Lord have mercy on all of us. Okay, last point under this Roman numeral. Let's all declare it together. By being delivered out of Satan's kingdom and transferred into Christ's kingdom, we have been qualified for a share of the portion of the saints. So deliverance is necessary, but deliverance has a goal. The eventual goal is to enjoy Christ. So just as uh, children of Israel, they were delivered from Egypt. It's not just so that they can escape the tyranny you know, of Pharaoh. Um, they got delivered so that they can into, enter into the all-inclusive land, this good land, which is uh, Christ, right? So in the same way, uh, of course, we need to be vigilant and also we need to pray desperately, Lord, transfer me out of the darkness. But more importantly, <laughs> we need to pray for our enjoyment, Lord, cause my enjoyment of yourself to increase. So this is really the goal. Okay, Romans 2. Okay, we need to ask ourselves how much we are still under the authority of darkness. Of course, uh, well, this point it doesn't mean that we need to... Uh, be introspective, have a lot of self-examination, you know? A lot of times when we do that, we measure ourselves, uh, examine ourselves according our own kind of light, you know? We don't need our manufactured light, artificial light, you know? We should not measure ourselves according to our own kind of standard. Uh, so, what, what, so what is this talking about? That means we need to go to the Lord and ask, Lord, Lord, I'm doing this thing. I'm going this direction. I'm living this way. Is that according to your heart's desire? What are you doing in this situation? Am I under the authority of darkness right now. If I go this direction, take this step, uh, is that under your control? Is that 
Or is that because I want to do this? So we need to ask. We need to ask. Hopefully there will be a lot of asking, you know, this whole, this whole week. You know, Lord, you know, uh, what, what are you doing in this group time? You know, I like to be under your control. Um, so, amen. So, okay, here in A says, which I had mentioned earlier, we may think that the authority of darkness refers only to evil things, such as gambling, stealing, and fornication. But we need to realize that it includes a great deal more than this. Uh, every university, every aspect of society, including Christianity, is in darkness. Do not think, do not think that darkness is found only where there is evil. So we need to be vigilant. Um, C says, if we see what it is to live by Christ, we shall realize that many of us are still under some form of control established by the self, a control set up and carried out by the self. This kind of control is the authority of darkness. So here, if you... <laughs> are living Christ, then you are in the realm of light. So, again, Lord, there should be a lot of prayer. This is a key. A lot of prayer. Lord, what are you doing? I want to live you out. I want you to live. I don't want me to live. I want you to live. Um... So here, uh, I, um, we, we came up with uh, quite a few points here, some, some keys that will bring, a, in, bring us into the light, okay? So what are some of the things that will help us to experience light? Okay, number one, the dispensing of God. We need to care for the dispensing a lot, a lot. Actually, whenever we touch life, brothers and sisters, that life will bring us to the light of life. So, you know, this morning, I really appreciate all these morning sessions, you know. Go for life. Go for life. Don't go for kind of excitement. Go for the Lord himself, who is life. So every time you spend that time with the Lord, tell the Lord, Lord, in this time, I don't want to care for a feeling, even exuberance. I want to care for your person. When we do that, we will experience light. The next thing I want to say is, what, what other thing will bring us light? It's God's word. It's God's word. Um, of course, if we are just in the letters of the word, 
um, the letters can, can bring us, actually, may bring us into darkness. So that's why whenever we come to the Word, we need to have a prayerful spirit. As we're reading, as we're touching the Word, we have to pray, Lord, here I come. I'm coming to your Word. But I want to touch a person. Um, reveal yourself to me. Uh, okay. But before you can do that, you need to read your Bible. You know, I really appreciate our brother's word last night. You need to read your Bible. Um, recently, actually, about a year and a half ago, actually, yeah, a little bit less than a year and a half ago, um, I told some of the serving ones, we, we're going to start a program that uh, all of you, actually all of us, need to go through the Bible at least once a year. Okay, the way we were doing it. So I know last night, well, uh, I know um, maybe some of you uh, hearing this, this word, going through the Bi reading through the Bible once a year, it just seems like an impossible task. You know, it's just, it's too hard. So I just want to tell you this right now, this pocket-sized Bible, if you just read five pages a day, you will get through the whole New Testament in three months. Five pages. Just five pages. You know how, how long it takes to read five pages? It's not half an hour. It's not even 15 minutes. If you read aloud, it will probably take you about 12 to 13 minutes. But if you read it silently, you can read much faster. Just five pages. And then, so, so we asked all the, I asked all the serving ones to also purchase text only, the Old Testament, okay, recovery version. Also five pages. And we finished the entire Bible less than a year. Actually, I think it's 11 months and one week. So we started in June 1st. So uh, we finished May, the first week of May. And, um, and then the next three weeks, we felt like, well, maybe we can use this extra three weeks to read through the epistles, all the epistles of Paul. And we did that, you know. So June 1st, rolled around. We started again. Now I'm in Acts 15. Last night I finished Acts 15. So I just want to say, brothers and sisters, pick up the Bible and begin to read it. You want light? You need to read the Word. You really need this, okay? Um... The other matter that will bring us into this realm of light is fellowship. Fellowship. Of course, we need to have a lot of fellowship with the Lord. You know, as you're walking to class, you can just have some conversation with the Lord. Lord, I'm going to my math class right now. Um, 
I'm going to have an exam. Um, I'm nervous. <laughs> you know, I don't know the material. Maybe right there, the Lord will shine on you on something else. Uh, it's very possible. A lot of times when I have this kind of fellowship with the Lord, uh, I'm talking about one thing. The Lord shines on another thing. Yesterday, you know, your attitude, you know, the things that you spoke to your roommate was off. You know, right away, there's some shining there, okay? But, but more importantly, this matter of fellowship, I, want to, I, I, I hope you will get, you will practice a lot, is to fellowship with other members of the body. I don't know how many times it is through fellowship I experience the shining of light. Uh, just in the brothers' fellowship, uh, actually just in the meetings, you know, uh, participating in the fellowship with the saints. Oh, I receive so much light. I realize, wow, I was in darkness. My thinking, you know, was just way off. My thinking did not match God's thinking. So when you are in fellowship with the saints, you will experience light. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Okay, the third thing is that we need to, uh, sorry, the fourth thing, we need to love him with our whole being. When we do that, we are also, we get brought into the realm of light. Uh, the more we love him, the more we tell the Lord, Lord, I love you the more we will live by him. Why is that? It is because that when we love the Lord, we will care very much for his feeling. And, and our Lord has a lot of feelings about different things, you know. And he will let us know. And because we love him, we will not say the things that we were going to say. And we will not do the things that we're going to do. And we will be under the control of his love. Okay, let's just read Romans 3 together. We need to go to the Lord and pray, saying, Open my eyes and turn me thoroughly from all darkness to light. He's from the authority, the dominion of Satan to yourself. I must be a person who is absolutely in God. God is my sphere, my realm, my kingdom. I must be in God. So go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. If you want to be transferred, you need to go to the Lord. So I will just end here. Maybe right now, just have, you know, a little prayer. You know, maybe not even with your neighbor, just by yourself. Lord, Lord, I need you right now. I need a transfer right now.